Hey, husband. Yes, wife. What rock group has four men that don't sing? What? Mount Rushmore. Wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Random Thoughts. I'm wife. And I'm taking care of a sickly wife. I'm... I am upright, first for, off. For now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. That is very valid, but I am upright currently. Spoiler alert, this may be a shorter episode because wife has not been feeling very well. Yeah, but... tiny humans bring all the illness. But we're going to persevere, or wife is going to persevere, and I'm just going to try and put the team on my back. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do what? The, the whole team on my back. Oh. Charade. Charade. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Random Thoughts. Um, today is a fun day because we are talking about my intro class. Yes, but before we get there, the usual. So, it's actually been a relatively quiet week. Yeah, it's been... I, knocking on wood very, very low. So what I'm thinking is everybody's staying in the shadows, so to speak, coming up with their super secret tech for Gen Con. Right? Is that what you're all doing? I hope it's what you're all doing. Which, by the way, if you haven't signed up, definitely sign up because, well, it's currently Wednesday, July 11th. Holy mother. And if you look at a calendar real quick, Gen Con's coming up quick, and I know I'm personally excited. I'm very excited. Also, I'm hitting the point where I'm starting to get anxious about all the stuff that we have to do beforehand, but excited. Well, it's funny because for us, this is kind of our family vacation. So it, it is our family It's our, our big thing every year is to go to Gen Con, so there's a lot wrapped up in, okay, well, this is the big thing for our year to go do, which is both exciting, but also... Daunting. Well, you have a lot invested in it. Yeah. So we're definitely excited to check out all the, the stuff, and believe me, we have a list of stuff we want to check out. We're definitely super excited to hit up the Retro Wow event and see everybody who's been playing from before and people that are saying they're coming out now i think it's going to be a great time yeah i'm excited to see everybody but that does lead me to believe sign up now so we can pump those numbers you got to pump up those numbers <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's how the quote went i don't know that movie's slightly too violent for me to have actually what? seen i don't know leonardo dicaprio's in it and it's something to do with real estate and shistiness I have literally no idea what you're talking about. I don't know, but they'll get it, maybe. I would highly doubt that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're definitely getting geared up and trying to make sure our, all our travel plans aren't going to go awry at the last second, like the car not making it sort of thing. Or getting, well, this was on the way home, getting stuck in Indianapolis for 48 hours. Yeah, well, that was because of a flight. That's why we're driving this time. Yeah. It was a catastrophe getting home from Gen Con last time. Nothing related specifically to Gen ago. Con two, two years ago. ago. But just actually the flights getting back were disastrous. But anyway, so as I said, there wasn't a whole lot of news going on in the WoW TCG realm this week. But I don't remember if we talked about this. And if we did, I think it bears repeating. The artwork that 
Woodrow was able to put together mm-hmm. for the new set, including those playmats, look fantastic. Yeah, those playmats that he has done are amazing. So, yeah, we definitely wanted to, like I said, if we had called that out before, it's worth saying again because they look spectacular. And I think I mentioned it on the show like a while back. We were talking about Gen Con and what we were thinking about playing. And I distinctly recall saying I was going to meme it up and just play like a super meme build, like super joke yeah. deck. But it definitely is calling me to play something serious because that is an awesome looking play mat. Yeah. Um, I still plan on playing something for funsies, but that's just me. Well, we're going to get into one of the builds that I thought I was going to play a little bit later on once we get into our main topic. But one other thing I wanted to call out is that the WoW TCG scan project is actually making some significant progress. So if you haven't seen it, you can definitely check it out over on the WoW TCG subreddit. And there's a a huge amount of effort going on basically to get good scans of all of the cards throughout the history of the game. Yeah, and God bless them because that's a lot. Yeah, I, I can only imagine the effort involved, but there's a lot of people contributing to it, and there you can, like I said, check out the post on the actual subreddit for more information if you want to contribute. They're basically going in order, and he's just trying to methodically add to the to the list, add to the list, so that that way there is kind of an archive, because unfortunately, as we found, I wouldn't be surprised if WoW TCG browser is not long for the world. No, it, it it's on life support. I would definitely say it's on life support. Now, I've definitely um, been trying myself to migrate to WoWCards.info, but it's one of those things that it's, A, it's change in general, so it's yeah. tough to get used to, and B... Well, it's mostly just a change. It's getting used to the new interface and how everything interacts. And it also doesn't have the deck building feature. Mm-hmm. So I can save my 10,000 ideas and reference them later sort of thing. I mean, it does have the deck list. So it. I'm still toying around with it. Got to get used to it, basically. Yeah. Now, on another note, we have a fun new little thing going on. Um... Um, what would that be like? I'm going to try to say your name fully, so I'm sorry if I say it wrong, but Lucas Comopanto, you have created a WoW uh, TCG HP app, so you can track your life um, on your phone, which I know a lot of people love, and one day when my phone is managed to, manages to keep a charge more than two hours, I would like to be one of those people. <laughs> yeah, there were a few of them when the game was still around. Yeah. Some of them, I think, early on were incorporating the actual hero itself. Were there smartphones then? Yeah. I was just that broke. have been around for a long time. I was like, just that broke. Well, I mean, in your lifespan, for like the first 700 years, no, there weren't f- smartphones. You know what? But as a recent development... <laughs> I understand that even though you are older than me, you like to claim that I'm old. However, I just don't remember having access to a smartphone. I definitely had a Nokia brick when this game came out. Well, I think a lot of people... Would, playing. A lot of people would go back to that now if they had the option I anyway. love that brick. But, anyway. So... Yeah, that's kind of the WoW TCG world news, if you will, for the last couple weeks. As I said, there there hasn't been a whole lot going on, but 
you, there's definitely things you could check out in all the usual places, whether it's the WoW TCG subreddit, whether it's on the Facebook group, in the Discord group, or we're still posting up articles and we're going to have some additional guest articles over at randomthoughts.wordpress.com. And just to give people a, a slight spoiler, we're going to try and get a supplemental episode up between now and our next show. Yes. But it's not quite going to be WoW-related. No, it is not. See, we have been branching out and um, trying to find new things in our life. And even though WoW is our first love and still is one of those things that we compare every other game to, um, we have started a new game. Um, we've mentioned it probably a couple times before, called Lightseekers. We've done some stuff recently, and so we're going to hopefully get a supplemental episode out where we get to give you all the background of Lightseekers and what's going on. Yeah, it's definitely a fun game. It will be at Gen Con. We will be playing, at least as of right now, playing in Nationals for Lightseekers because we qualified way back at PAX Unplugged. And, well, I guess technically we would have qualified at the other event we played in recently. Yes. But in any case, what our goal is, as we had started out with the show, is we do want to primarily focus on the WoW TCG, but we do want to branch into some other stuff, too, try and bring mm -hmm. some other people in and maybe get some, some bleed over back into WoW from those people. <laughs> yes. Because they all say they're interested in WoW, like they remember WoW fondly. So we just got to tip the scales back in our favor. So yeah, we're definitely going to be trying to put out a supplemental episode either in between or closer to Gen Con where we both go over what is Lightseekers, how do you get into it, and then, well, we have a lot of thoughts on the meta for that game and a lot of things surrounding that game. Yes, but we will leave that for next time because yep. husband this time, are you ready for this time? What am I ready for? Magic Missile, Magic Missile, Magic Missile. Stop. Gotta. Again, you are old. How old care. is that video? I don't care. That video was on College Humor in like, <laughs> I don't even know. What year did College Humor start? It was probably uh, out before that. Uh, I don't care. It's still fantastic. Oh my god. Bite me. Yes, we're going to be talking about mages. mages. So, mage. Now, we've talked about a particular type of mage. And what would that be? Numerous like? billions of times before of me mostly cursing this particular type of mage. What's that? Frost mage. Well, what I assume you're referring to is slow mage, slow which mage, is an arcane yes. mage. I'm tired and sick. So, yeah, we'll definitely get into slow mage as one of the, the many upstanding archetypes for mage, but mage is... Had so when I first started playing, it was Black Eyes Fizzle Freeze was all the rage, and how people <laughs> were claiming that it was killing the game. Yeah, and then it quickly dropped off the face of the earth. Not long after that, was replaced by a horde of warlocks, and then Scourge War came in, and yeah. all this other stuff. Like, Mage has gone through a lot of iterations, and that's both one of the good things and the bad things about the class is that it's been such. Or it's been at the forefront for so long that it both turns people off, but it also al allows people to play a number of different game plans. Yeah, it's... Mage is definitely one of those ones where it has its varying faces, and all those varying faces are strong. 
Yeah, pretty much. Now, compared to... So if you look at other classes we discussed, so we already talked about Death Knights, mm-hmm. we talked about Druids, we talked about Hunters. Now, Death Knights have, I'd say, their best spec is probably Unholy, Corpse Explosion. Then followed up pretty closely, if not tied with blood, because of things like Bloodworms. And mm-hmm. then you could go into some other stuff with Hysteria, but there are builds you could do. Then kind of Frost Death Knights are lagging behind. Similarly with Druids, you have your balanced Druids, where it's Boomkin mm-hmm. sort of things, or, you know, just general Druid control decks. And then you have Resto and Feral who kind of fall by the wayside. I mean, you can kind of sort of do things with Resto, but it's not. Yeah, we talked about it doesn't feel Resto. Yeah. Hunter, kind of all three a bit. But <laughs> no, they, they, they just, have some they specs. Have, they have potential. But They get an A for effort. Sure. They get an A for being good boys. <laughs> so, but Mage, on the other hand, well, I was referring to the pets. I know. Anyway, so Mage, on the other hand, has three really strong specs, and the worst of them is still better than other classes' <laughs> best spec. Yeah, it really is. So... Mage is bonkers. Well, the thing is, is that they're, they have universal answers, and I really think where we should start is what I think is the linchpin of the class. Maybe there are two, but let's start with Spell Suppression. Yeah. I don't um, think you can play mage without spell suppression. No. Spell suppression is so much fun. Um, well, it depends on which side you're on. Well, yeah. But even, like, just its cost is just so nice. So, cost one, attach to target ability, ally, equipment, or resource. Ongoing, the attached card loses and can't have powers. So, the funny thing is, is sometimes I wonder if... This was an upper deck card because it was from Drums of War. And I wonder if they regret printing it. Why? I mean, because it's so strong? or Well, because it's so universally powerful and it kind of alleviates so many issues. Because it can go on anything, up to and including resources. So if they have a location that you don't want to deal with, mm-hmm. you can turn it off. Now, I get it. Spell suppression, just the name, if you think about it, Sounds pretty universal. Yeah. You're just suppressing anything that's magical. But at the same time, to go with their philosophy of classes are supposed to have blind spots. Yeah. So compare spell suppression to literally anything that Hunter gets. Yeah. And it's like, these aren't even in the same world. No. And it's it's strange to me. Now, I've said before that I personally feel... Every class should be able to do things like that. So maybe Mage gets Spell Suppression, but Hunter should get Hunter Spell Suppression, and it does it through pets. Yeah. But the Mage one is an ongoing ability, because Mages do, I guess that's their thing. Yeah, abilities are spells. But if you try and work it through, I mean, yes, there are other classes, like Druids get plenty of ongoings, but let's say that that's the way Mages do it. Okay, fine. But there is such a gulf between... Spell suppression and entangling roots. <laughs> like I don't know, just just pick a card. Like it, it's incredible. Spell suppression is. I can think of maybe two answers, and even one is only kind of an answer. 
Well, spell there are lots of ways to answer spell suppression if that's yeah. what you're saying. Well, yeah, but I mean, not I guess ones that don't come out as quickly as it can be played and. Well, the key is that spell suppression lets you address because of the flexibility it gives you. It op it opens up and frees up so many other card slots in any deck you play that it immediately becomes a staple if you're running mage. Yeah. I mean, that sounds stupid when you say it out loud because it's so innately obvious based mm -hmm. on the, the card says hit basically any permanent type. But because of that, if it allows you to do other things with your other 56 cards that you might not be able to do. Think about if you were to build a hunter control deck. So take slow mage. Mm-hmm. The card's slow, you put it on your opponent, they can only play one card a turn. It's an ongoing ability. Basically, the rest of your deck is filled then with interrupts and other ways to stop them from doing anything, and then you slowly grind them out. Yeah. Or you eventually shut the door with a master hero or pick whatever your kill condition is. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, Hunter gets a lot of interrupts. They can even play them for free because some of them, you know, you could you exhaust your weapon to play them. Except, A, their interrupts are not as good because they can often only interrupt abilities. Mm -hmm. And Hunter cannot universally address any permanent type the way Spell Suppression can. Yeah. Oh, and I Mage also draws cards. Yeah. <laughs> Card draw, as we've talked about, we've I've been realizing in every game is what makes it... Yeah. ...makes something boss. It's when you get to draw more cards, I'm, I finally realized that. I know I'm late to the game, but... I'm giving I'm giving the tip where it's due. Just wait until I get you to read the philosophy of fire. Oh dear lord. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, but yeah, I think the biggest benefit to spell suppression like you said is the fact that it deals with things that are already out on the board. It's not even, you know, interrupt like you don't yes, the mage has its interrupt spells, but just being able to deal with something once it's already down and stable and deal with anything once it's already down and stable is so nice. Well, it's also a matter of the efficiency. The fact that it costs a single resource right? is incredible because, again, if you compare it to other classes' options, even the natural order. So the natural order, druid ability, you can pop an ability or equipment for two. And that sounds fantastic. But the, the mage spell suppression costs half as much, hits twice as many things, potentially. Oh, yeah, you, they could remove it. But guess what? Odds are you've recovered the board at that point. Yeah. So, for example, let's say you play Blizzard, another mage-defining card. You've let it tick a couple turns to hold up a horde of angry demons on the other side because they have unholy power out mm -hmm. and they can't attack while they're frozen. Oh, look, I slap a spell suppression on the board, and guess what? All They're all into the grumper. Yeah, it's... The card does so many things that it's incredible. And again, I it goes back to my original question. I wonder if they regret printing it. Because if you go with their train of thought that every class should be bad at things, you know, something. Yeah. Mage isn't really bad. They... And not even from your spell <laughs> suppression, but mage is not really bad at anything. That's true. It's you know why? Because mages are obviously the coolest characters in all of WoW. That's not even remotely true. Yes, yes, it is. That's not even remotely true. No, it's true. completely true. No, 
Yes. You couldn't possibly be more wrong no. if you tried. Um, I'm sorry. You're just... You are false. <laughs> anyway. So, moving on from spell Can suppression... Can you guess which characters I rolled? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did you tell that story that before on the show about when we first went to Gen Con NACC, like, 2008? I don't think so. So, Wife always tells people her very first deck was Orgrimmar Orcs, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was actually Slow Mage. But, it, like, a really terrible slow mage. No, it was the right was build, it? but it was literally the I first no game you doing. played, which, if you're out there and you haven't tried slow mage before, proxy it up or sleeve it up and try and run that deck blind and yeah, see no how idea. far it takes like, you. you just learned how to play the game five minutes ago. Yeah. You, um, which you, reminds me that we are going to talk about my favorite mage card later. Whether or not it's good remains to be seen, but we will talk about my favorite mage card later. Oh, God. But um, yeah, Waifa had a challenging time, I would say. That would be an understatement, but I persevered and came back. Look where you are today. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> um, anyway, so... So speaking of slow mage, you might as well get into it, because yeah. that's one of the other ten poles of this particular class. So slow, we already mentioned what it does, and it might be the most hated deck in all of WoW TCG, and it might actually beat out, like, bunnies and things of that nature. I, like, I get, I understand the hate for it. I don't understand understand the hate for it over bunnies. Um, or over... I do. Look, bunnies is boring, but as weird as it's gonna sound, you do nothing while the bunnies deck is going. Which yeah. sounds terrible. Like you're just literally watching them do a bunch of math. And not even really math, it's just them noting where everything is as they're running through the combo. Slow Mage, you still have to take a turn in which anything you do, your opponent says no. Yeah, that's true. Now, maybe it's because a lot of people probably came from Magic and Drago was a real thing for mm-hmm. a long time in that game. So it yeah. might have been a carryover thing. I don't know, but it, it is not one of people's favorite no, decks. No, it is not. But yeah, so you have slow. Um, and Although yeah. to be honest, I don't find slow to actually be no, that's a compelling deck in classic anymore. Compelling True. being top tier competitive. Sure, you could play slow, and if you are a good slow mage player, I'm sure you can put in work. But I think... Classic is a quick enough format that it will threaten that deck, and there are decks that are resilient to it just by virtue of what they are, such as werewolves. Yeah. Which is kind of, you know, one of the, we'll get into it later, but it's one of the, that's one of the one blind of the spots for it, yeah. yeah. Um, should we talk about that other quintessential card that makes and breaks mage? And what's that, wife? Blizzard. Yes, so we did bring it up briefly. But Blizzard, um, alongside alongside Spell Suppression, kind of redefined the mage game. Yeah. So yeah, it did. before that, as we said before, there was Black Ice Fizzle Freeze. And if you're not familiar with that deck, it's an Alliance Gnome Frost Mage that was an aggro control build that relied on Water Elemental. Mm-hmm. And basically, through using some light counter magic and then aggressive... Alliance allies, you could put pressure on the board, protect those threats, because they were often very resilient. So, for example, He-Man, Adam Eternum, who is virtually unkillable, 
And then on top of it, you get counter magic. Oh, and on top of it, you get water elemental to lock down their board and your flip to lock down their board. You can put on consistent pressure and then your opponent can never... If you ever get ahead, you will yeah. forever be ahead. It's very difficult for your opponent to claw back in. I always forget that Adam Eternum is a thing and then he just shows up and then you feel really bad. Well, did you... For, I guarantee you forgot about... One of my favorite alliance cards. Oh, God, I'm sure I did. Dimzer the Prestidigitator. Oh, no, I... Well, yes, but that's just because <laughs> I tried to forget about Dimzer. So Dimzer showed up in alliance warlock decks, he showed up in black ice decks, and he's something that I feel got forgotten as the game evolved. But he does have... He also fuels that sort of mage archetype. So if you're building an alliance mage, this is an oldie but a goodie. Dimzer is a gnome warlock who happens to be a little costly. So yeah, he, he costs five. Yes, but he's a five-six. Although in reality, he's a five-five. Yeah. So he's a gnome hero required, hence why he showed up in black eye stacks. Mm -hmm. So what does Dimzer do, and why would anybody care, wife? So he is an escape artist, which I. W I feel like you should explain that for people at home who might forget. Well, escape artist is an older keyword that doesn't actually come up all that often. In fact, I'm... So there was actually a card for each of the racial abilities early in the game. And I'm pretty sure none of them ever got played. And by early in the game, I mean, uh, you know, like literally the first few sets. So what Upper Deck ended up doing is in the Drums of War block kind of bringing it back, essentially. And they attached it. So, you know, you had orcs. Well, orcs got hardiness, and but all Will of the Forsaken, War Stomp, and then, uh -huh. as we were talking about, Escape Artist. So Escape Artist is the gnome ability, and it essentially lets you save the card in question. So the exact text is, or the reminder text anyway, when this ally becomes targeted by an opposing card or effect, you may put it into the owner's hand. So basically, if your opponent ever tries to directly deal with Dimzer or any escape artist mm -hmm. card, you can bounce it for free to save it. Which, Which you know, logically yeah. makes sense. Gnomes are, are slippery, I guess. But that that's only part of Dimzer's power. So, yeah, so the other part actually even benefits from the escape artist mm -hmm. is the fact that when you play Dimzer or another ally... You may put one damage on it as it enters play, and if you do, draw a card. So basically, Remember Dimzer... Remember said card draw? Yeah, so Dimzer is going to draw a card on his own. But when Adam Eternum comes in, when you follow it up, or when you play Weldon Barov, or when you play any of the other obnoxious Alliance allies... Yeah. Guess what? They all have, oh, and draw a card attached to them. It's really nice you, for them. I'm sure you can see, dear listener, where this is going with the snowball effect for that deck. Yeah. So basically, once you get ahead, you stay ahead because then you just keep piling it on, but your opponent can't attrition you out. Now, Alliance didn't have the only lock on mid-rangey mage decks, though. No, we like our red mages. So red mages... All higher. Well... This is where, and we've talked about it before, actually, in the, the Hunter episode, classes that have access to be Forsaken 
really have a hard time justifying not being forsaken. Now, Mage yeah. is actually one of the few that can break that mold, but you still have a tough argument to not play Deathbeer. Yeah, Deathbeer... Such a jerk. Just... But he here it makes even more sense, because well, mages have does. the lowest inherent health. You know, baseline health is only 25. So the fact that you can play a sizable body for a reasonable cost... Oh, and you aren't opening yourself up to just imploding the turn you play him. Mm-hmm. So Dimser, you could tap out, have a body on board, draw your card, great, I'm ready to go. And then your opponent goes, oops, you're dead. Yeah. Because you tapped out and you let them run amok. Death Veer, at the very least, will soak all that damage. And then you just go, okay, well, let's just reset the board. And probably actually reset the board because, oh, by the way, Mage has a bunch of board players. Yeah. So you can pick and choose. You could even run it in Monster if you really wanted to. Now, you'd be kind of stretching it, but you could play a mid-rangey pseudo-aggro control mage mm-hmm. in basically any faction, which, again, goes back to the versatility and flexibility of this class. Yeah. So you really have a lot of options there. You have a lot of super late-game options. I distinctly remember playing my Jasani deck at Worlds, and I remember Dan came by. He's watching my match. And I forget what I was playing against. I want to say it was a Tyrus opponent. And the guy was just... It was like I had a chokehold. And he was flailing. And it's like watching a WWE match. And, you know, the guy's throwing <laughs> his arms. But then they get slower and, and slower, slower and slower. And then he went to sleep. Because that's what playing against those sort of decks. And I remember Dan looking over and saying to Landis, Hey... You would like this deck because he was always playing Control Mage. Yeah. And I remember playing Landis a while before at a, uh, probably a Realm Championship qualifier. And he was playing Slow Mage, or Control Mage, it wasn't Slow Mage, with Ysera as a finisher. That seems like a nice finisher. Well, you could pick any Master Hero. It could be Thrall. Ysera is fine because she has static attack. Oh, and she draws cards and heals you too. Yeah, it, master heroes are made for mage. Exactly, any they control really mage, because you'll get there between your counter magic. You'll find it because of your card draw. You have the universal answers in spell suppression. You basically have everything you want, except when it comes to aberration. Yeah. So that's Mage's blind spot right now in Classic and where you really need to focus if you want to play a Mage. Yeah. So while you can play other races other than Gnome and Undead, those are going to be probably your primary ones to look at Mm -hmm. with a, I would say, a second tier. Maybe not second tier because that implies that it's worse, but probably your second look would be Blood Elves. Yeah. Because you have... Silvermoon City, like I said, and plus, I mean, Blood Elves are also made for magic. It's what they do. It's who they are. It's the essence of their being. Cheesy enough? How much did you sacrifice for that? Did you sacrifice 10,000 years for that? I did. The worst. The worst. (laughs) Anyway. um, Illidan is just made for memes. I love Illidan. No, I hate Illidan. He's such a douche canoe. Yes. Um, But anyway, so you do have options, as we said, in other races. Blood Elf being one of them, again, because of Silver Moon, because it does shore up a bunch of aggressive matchups where you could potentially falter. 
it, you'll randomly blow out decks. Yeah. You go against Boomkin, you name Arcane. And it's like, you're as long as Mara, you... You're you name Shadow, and hey, there's my whole deck. Against, if you play against random shamans or something, you could name Nature and blow out somebody who happens to have their whole deck built around something. Yeah. Or at least it will stall long enough that it matters. Mm -hmm. You always have to weigh that against giving up Undercity and Death Fear, but it is a compelling argument. So beyond that, do you want to talk about the counter magic a bit, Wife? So uh, we have my favorite named card in the um, whole game. What's that? I don't know why I like it. I just always like to Really? That's your favorite name card? Well, I mean, I just like the name of it, but it's not my favorite mage card, but it is just fun to go fizzle. fizzle. Sure. Um, and I learned something about wife today. I, so that, that might also be because it was one of the first um, cards that I really started understanding what it did, and that was nice. Yeah, Mage, really nice. Mage has so many... It, it is the interrupt class. Yeah. And and that's... I honestly think that's what tips it over the edge in everything, is it's either turn it off or inter interrupt it. Well, here's the thing that... And maybe a while ago, like years ago, when I was still playing Magic, it was this realization that kind of did it for me. And maybe this one's obvious to everybody. So it, this may sound silly. Interrupts or counter spells in magic, or whatever you want to call them, are the best removal in the game. Any game. Yeah. I guess you could make the argument that discard is better, but because we were talking about spell suppression being a universal answer, interrupts generally are universal answers. Now, the WoW TCG did a good job of limiting their power for the most part, but things like the Taste of Arcana... Taste of Arcana is ridiculous. It is. It feels so unfair to, again, have a one-cost thing just completely demolish your game plan. Right? It so feels bad that it's incredible, which is crazy to think that Force Spike is a card that's that powerful. Yeah. So we have Taste of Arcana... And then we have Nether Fracture, we have Fizzle, there's so many ways of interrupting. Mystic Denial. Mystic Denial. Which, I mean, that one's often a, a one or two of kind of thing, and usually bring it back with flickers from the past in those really actual slow mage, or just in general slower control mages. Yeah. But all of these let you do that preemptive answering, where all you want to do is get to that Ysera, get to that Thrall, get to that... Lich King, if you if you go into the list that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Uh, it, or if your opponent decides, oh, well, I'm going to try and be cute and dance around it, I'll end of turn Mana Sapphire, or end of turn yeah. Mana Agate, or mana, end of turn whatever, and oh, I'll just refill and keep right. going, draw, go, draw, go, draw, go. It It's an important archetype to exist, I think in general for card games, mm -hmm. but I can certainly understand the frustration because if for and I've learned this playing not just other card games, but other games in general, whether it's a video mm -hmm. game, a board game, whatever, anytime you have something that's going to break the assumed play pattern. So 
you sit down to play WoW, you're probably expecting, well, I'm going to play a resource and then play a guy, and then you're going to play a resource and play a guy, and then we're going to smash guys until someone wins. Yeah. Well... Or, like, wife sits there and has, like, the next five turns planned out, but husband's playing mage and sorry. Well, that's the thing, is as soon as someone comes in and says, well, now... The game is no longer about that. Yeah. It's now about this. And it it's disruptive to me in a good way because it makes you play in a different way. Yeah, it makes you stay on your toes. I think it makes the game more interesting than just dude smash, go. Well, dude smash, go. And even if that is the primary play pattern... Yeah, you know, which is fine. But like, you I like mixing it up smash, every in a but while. But yeah, change the flavor. Exactly. So it, as much as people may hate on Slow Mage or Control Mage in general, I think it's good that it exists. Yeah. It's just, it can feel oppressive. In that moment, right after you lost, you just want to flip the table and burn every slow from here until kingdom come. Maybe people who are as angry as you. I just want to sulk for a little while. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... We have all these interrupts, we have all these ways of dealing with things, and those are even, like, the ones that we named are just the cards that deal with everything. You even have specific ability to, like, they just have so many ways to deal with stuff. Well, they just let it roll off their back. Well, let's talk about the target removal for a moment. So, yeah. that's actually where one of the weaknesses come in. Most mage removal that actually could remove something, take it off the board, is burn. Yeah. In one way, shape, or form. And very, very little of it is unpreventable. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head is Frostfire Bolt, mm -hmm. which for me constantly is rotating in and out of decks exactly for that reason. Because Werewolves is public enemy number one. Yeah. Pub werewolves and Mage, they don't go well together. So the big thing is with Werewolves is they have Aberration. Which means they avoid non-combat damage. Well, unfortunately, magic missiles are all non-combat damage. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, like, so, but that's the other thing about mage. Like, when you're not playing against things with aberration, you have, like, these massive, like, boom, everybody take 95,000. Well, I, um, but I think... aberration's like... Yeah, no, sorry, don't care that much. Well, along with Aberration, although Mage does have all these universal answers, and don't forget, they also get access to things like Miniature Voodoo Mask. Yeah. They could bring in some equipment, because there are some actually really strong Mage equipments. They're few and far between, but they do exist. Part of the problem is, again, the speed of Classic, I think, inhibits control Mages as they stand right now. This is true. Now, part of that, again, we've said it many times, Classic is still very much unknown, so it's entirely possible that over the long haul, mages will again rise to the top, but right now, because of the speed, if werewolves is there, you're going to have a bad day. Even Tyrus, because they can... While we were talking about Blizzard being fun earlier, Blizzard doesn't care whether you played a resource, played a card, or, more importantly, discarded a card to say, Lesson of the Nether... Yeah. And, oh, oops, my blizzard goes away before I expected it to. That feels bad. Oh, they ripped it out of my hand before I could play it? That feels worse. <laughs> yeah. So, there are a lot of tough but winnable matchups in Classic. 
for the slower control mages. I would be more interested, in all honesty, to see more of the mid-rangey aggro control ones, mm -hmm. or just anything leading leaning towards aggressive mages come back because they get things like arcane barrage, they get things like blast wave. Which, I'll be honest, I would love to see a fire mage work. I would too. I think fire mages have so many ways to deal with with allies like I guess all mages do but they just seem so good to deal with like the swarming decks yes and I think and they can get ahead on things like Tyra so it's like oh you have unholy power well I'm just gonna go face at this point because yeah. you can't race me there were back in drums block or was a brief period of time where Seraphus Sunstreak I think it is it's a blood elf fire mage and then Lorala the Frigid were both things that were making the rounds. I remember Lorala. So both of them have flips where they deal three damage to the opponent. Seraphas does three just to your opponent for one. Where Lorala does three and then they can't attack or protect. But the point is is that your hero is a burn spell. Mm -hmm. And then basically you just pack the rest of your deck with burn spells. Now burn, if somebody wants to be very technical about it, isn't quite an aggro deck. But it's close enough. It's, and I, yeah, it's right. It teeters on the edge. I think there's a critical mass of burn spells, and just it's a matter of someone coming up with it, whether it's a fire mage or frost mage. Because even, or let's say you just went burn mage, like I said, you get arcane barrage, which is an uninterruptible eight damage. If you go fire, you get all of the gazillion fire burn cards. Yeah. If you go frost, you get ice barrier which also keeps you alive. Yeah. There, there are a lot of ways that you could do anything from aggro to mid-range. And then if you don't want to do that, guess what? You could even play combo and you can play right. Wonderbolt. I, well, no. <laughs> we don't want to encourage anybody no to do that. No one should play Wonderbolt. Um, but, yeah, it's... I really... I wish I had played Mage more. Strictly because there are so many different ways to go. Well, that's the, the fun part about the class. If you, I feel the other ones, you kind of get locked into certain... Like, this is how you play Death Knight. This is how you play Rogue. This is how you play Warriors. But even aside from picking... You could play either faction. Mm -hmm. Any of the three. Red, blue, or green. You could play basically any of the specs. You even have Aug... The pygmy oh my God, oh. mage warrior, which there has to be something crazy there, right? I I would imagine there's got to be something. All right, listeners, if you have an AUG anything, let us know. Yeah, definitely hit us up either in the Facebook group to our email. Uh, randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter or on Reddit, whatever. Definitely hit us up with those AUG lists because there's got to be one. I know I have some myself. There's still a work in progress. Speaking of neutral ones, though, I did want to bring up, and this is maybe a spoiler for what I'm playing at Gen Con. I don't know. But I really want to play Turo of the Risen, which is the mage rogue scourge hero. So Turov can use mage abilities and rogue equipment and then has the usual Scourge thing of where he can basically only play Scourge allies and Death Knights, neutral quests, and locations. And he can't use talents. So the advantage here is that, remember how we were talking about mages have a problem with werewolves? Yeah. Because they can 
werewolves don't care about non-combat damage. Well, Billy Mays is here with Felsteel Whisper Knives. They slice, they dice, they don't care about those furry blue guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> Felsteel Whisper Knives is an old card, and I honestly think if it weren't for the rotation, possibly would have shown up before. How much do they cost? They cost one. What? So they cost one, it deals two damage, and it's a one strike. But it's thrown, which in this particular case is not bad because then you can use it, for example, let's say refill Aya Storm because you can just replay it every time. Over and over and over again. Oh, and my initial version, which right now it's not running. If you don't know what this card is, take a break. Go look up Strong-Handed Ring. Don't worry. We'll wait. All right, everybody. So I'll assume that you had paused it, but we're just going to keep going. So, strong-handed ring. If you have more than five cards in your hand, you get assault five. Must be nice. So you start punching things super duper hard. And, oh, remember we were saying that mages draw a lot of cards and that thrown weapons will end up back in your hand? And Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cute things you can do. Oh, and we were talking about how mages typically have universal answers to things. What if I told you that rogues can also play Calamity's Grasp? Well, then I would say that you're cheating. So, the deck is pretty funny. Yeah. It has not been testing fantastically, but... But you know what? Sometimes fun is what you need in life. Yes. Yeah, so if anybody wants to know more, I may write this up. I'm not sure if I want to play it at Gen Con yet. I have another list that I'm really, really enjoying, but I really like this one too. Uh, it lets you do all those magey things. So I get to interrupt things. I get to draw lots of cards. I get to always have the answer. Yeah. But I still get to be a Scourge hero and turn into the goddamn Lich King. Whereas I just want to turn into a dragon, but that's for real life. Well, anyway. When in doubt, become a dragon. Always. So. So, overall, mage, super strong. I think there are so many different ways we can go with it. There are so many different ways I want to go with it. But I do want to bring up some of my favorite mage cards, husband. Okay. We, before we do, because I think that may be a good way to close it out, let's go over a couple different ideas for decks so our uh, aspiring deck builders out there have at least some groundwork. So we already talked about Slow Mage. Yeah. That one's pretty obvious. You literally look at the Play card slow, slow and then a bunch of interrupts. Yeah. Deck Mage. And you say, sorry, you can't do anything ever. You have Control Mage, where it's very similar, but you issue Slow and then basically just try and play for the long game, build up, kind of like the Tour of the Risen deck we were just talking about, and get to a Master Hero, get to whatever your end game kill condition is. Yeah. Probably bore your opponent to death. I find it interesting sometimes. Sometimes. Um. So working our way down, then you have red, blue, and green, like mid-range. Yeah, mid-range. We'll call it that. So you could play... Your Adam Eternums, you can play your Dimsers, you could play your uh, Death Fears, yeah. you could play... At that you're... point, you're going to have your... I feel like at that point, when you hit mid-range, 
you have all the major allies, but a lot of your focus is going to... Or you have all your major abilities, but your main focus is going to be allies. Yeah, you're going to be supplementing it with those hyper-efficient mage abilities, like Spell Suppression and Fizzle and Taste of Arcana, because guess what? You can sneak those in. Death Fear on turn 5 is 90% as good as turn 4, but now you have counter backup. Yeah. So... Like... Play a death where they try to kill it. No. Funny Sorry, story. You can't. Funny story. Oh, you thought you had that one answer to death fear? Yeah, you're not resolving it. Yeah. Then from there, I mean, we have to mention there are a bunch of combo decks you can play. There's like so that's a thing. Uh, there. Then if we move into the hyper aggressive stuff, like we said, you could play any of, basically any spec, and burn someone alive. It's true. Whether that's actual flames, it's frost flames, or whatever, pick hey, something. You know what? Freezer burn is a real thing, as last night's hamburger led us to believe. Womp womp. I had to. So, you have a lot of options with this class, and we definitely would be interested in seeing what aspiring deck builders out there have to say. What are you what playing you in the mage like? class? I mean, honestly. And don't be frost. There are. I seriously tried to make some mage. Um, equipment builds work too because there are a lot of things so for example you had a few that were strong too speaking of aug so i always every dual class periodically i'll cycle back and be like you know what that was a good idea maybe i should try that again and then it never works heirloom based builds because you get twice as many heirlooms because of the dual class and the mage the clothy heirlooms are actually pretty good yeah so you could, like, Tattered Dreadmist Mask, I think is what it's called, or Tattered, tattered Dreadmist Hood, maybe. It's a one cost that basically lets you brainstorm when you have enough. Mm -hmm. So you get to look at the top three, draw one, put the rest back. Seems good. That It's pretty good if you can get the counters up there, but it's always tough to make that work. I mean, you have the high end of Gladiator's Regalia for mm -hmm. equipment just to turn off all allies' powers. Oh, and you can shoot somebody for two. Like, it seems yeah. okay. Yeah. But you have, because of the versatility of the class and because of the card draw, you can very easily port so many ideas to different things. Yeah, this this definitely is a class that there is so much that has yet to be written for them because it's all so strong that you can play arguably almost whatever you want and still have a pretty good day. So to lead into Wife's favorite card things, one thing I wanted to mention was what I feel Mage is missing. So as strange as that may sound when we've been going on and on about how complete the class is yeah. and how, many, how it can easily cover all bases, I really wish there was more focus on the damage types. So people who remember in World Breaker Block, there was an emphasis on nature damage and fire damage and arcane damage and this damage and that damage... There were there was a night elf hero, night elf mage, that cared how many arcane allies you had, and then you drew cards based on it. Oh, I do remember that. Once yeah. she was flipped. Yeah. And then there was there were a number of cards that cared when you dealt fire damage. But their nature damage really was the only winner over the long haul combined mm -hmm. with old cards. There weren't and still aren't a whole lot of cards that care about Frost, Arcane, Fire. Yeah. And there are certainly some, but it's not quite to the level of the nature damage support. Mm -hmm. 
I think it would be cool, especially if the emphasis is, or the assumption is that slow mage and the control mage variants, or even the mid-range with the Adam Eternum's kind of thing, where, oh look, nothing my opponent has ever dies. Yeah. If those are feels-bad moments, I think it would have been worthwhile to push the angle of, oh, well, we're an army of Archmages. Right. We all deal arcane damage, or we're an army of pyromages, or an, an army of frost mages, and that way they uh, they reprinted Roke the Ice Baron in one of the starter decks. Yeah, and that was I thought they were going to go that route and be okay. Well, now you're an interactive mage deck. Yeah, or like even just I don't know the Dalaran mages are always seem so badass to me in the game. Like have them do more. Have them be more. Yes, there are cards that have them, but, like, have them be more. Yeah, there, there isn't... Like, it's, like it's, there, it's these brotherhoods of mages, essentially, and we don't see that. And we need more ogre magi. Well, you just want to follow the bouncing ogre. Well, ogre magi are fun. And on that note... So what are your favorite mage cards, wife? All right. Well, so I sat down and was like, I have one favorite mage card. And then I was looking and I came up with like 75 others. But yes. I am going to start with at least the quintessential mage ability of Polymorph. <laughs> you have to turn them into a sheep. Come on, it's fun. What about Polymorph Pig? Um, Polymorph Pig can fight back, which is why I prefer Polymorph Sheep or Penguin. Yeah, I was going to say, um, what about Polymorph Penguin? Polymorph Sheep and Penguin are the same thing. They what just... about Smoker Croak? Um, Smoker Croak is fine, but you there's not a sheep. I want the sheep. <laughs> okay. I like the fact that you turn them into a sheep. So, um, so for those of you who don't know, you get to attach it to an ally... The attached ally can't attack or protect, and it loses all powers, and it's a sheep. It's just fun. It's just a fun card, you know? Um, and then my other, the card that I was originally going to say, this is my favorite card, mainly because it always makes me hungry, Conjured Cinnamon Roll. Okay, Conjured Cinnamon Roll is also simultaneously a super strong yeah. card. It's both it's both hilarious, adorable, and strong. And what do you really need else in your life but things that are hilarious, adorable, and strong? Conjured Cinnamon Roll, it's it's your heal. You uh, play it out, and then when you destroy it, you heal one damage per each of your resources. And, you know, if you've been playing against a druid and they keep turning all your stuff into resources, that's even better. Well, there is that. I had that happen once. I was like, I don't think you know what's about to happen. Heal for <laughs> 75. Yeah, the Conjured Cinnamon um, Rolls, another one on the list of things that said, oh, hey, mage, you're on the map. Not yeah. that you weren't really before, but now you definitely are. And it's like, and it's a fun looking card and it's a cinnamon roll and yeah. <laughs> um, and also it's Conjured Cinnamon Roll is a great one for raids yes because you can give it to people yeah so um, which actually was kind of my first experience playing mage was playing in, in a raid really my first experience of playing the game was playing a mage in a raid and I really liked Conjured Cinnamon Roll it stuck with me this whole time uh, but those are my two favorite cards. Do you have any favorite off-the-beaten-track cards, husband? Off-the-beaten-track, I would have to go with some of the talent cards, really. 
So, of course you do. Well, I'm a very talented wife. So um, I'm drawn to... Wow. Yep. Yeah, no. I went there. So you lied to our listeners. That's not true. I never lie. I would never tell a lie, wife. So I've mentioned Blast Wave before, and I don't know why. The, I don't, <laughs> the card's not actually that good, but I really like the card, and I'm not entirely sure why, but I really do enjoy Blast Mage. But if I had to really go for something, I would have to say Living Bomb. Yes, so Living Bomb. that's one of the complaints that, and when I was talking about Fire Mages, in my head I keep, in the back of my head I'm always thinking about Living Bomb. Because I want that card to go off. Right. <laughs> Just once. I but want it to happen. I don't know if it has ever happened. I, I honestly could say it probably has never, ever happened. In yeah. any kitchen table games, tournament games, the pre-release, it doesn't matter. It's never happened. No. But it's a fun idea. So, one of the things that I wish WoW had, they and I think they were going to get there eventually, mm -hmm. but the game died beforehand, was they were very careful, just like Counter Magic, just like with Discard, just like with Resource Destruction. Those were anti-fun mechanics that yeah. they were intentionally shying away from, and or handicapping in order to not make it as bad as Magic was way back when, or maybe still is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But one of the other things that they kind of kneecapped was tokens, and there are very few ways to add additional tokens to things or remove mm -hmm. tokens from things. And when you can, it specifies the type of token. So, to my knowledge, I don't believe there's a single card in the game that will assist you in getting tokens onto Living Bomb. Yeah. Which... So, as a result, it's basically never going to happen. But if you've made it happen, we want to hear the story. Yeah. And I really want to know reaction once it happens. Well, I mean, what... did you just did you play it behind your deck box so they wouldn't notice that it was there? Is that what happened? I mean, let's be real. The, what really happened is when it hit about eight counters, your opponent just said, "Okay, this game's over," and you had to spend the next five minutes cajoling them to stay in the game and be like, "No, no, 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 no don't worry. No. You might still win. Yes, you could do it. You might be able to take fifty and survive." Yeah. But um, it, yeah, I would love to uh, to watch that happen. But man, yeah. I'm looking at the other talents now because I was looking up the exact text of Living Bomb. But I would love to have Dragon's Breath be a thing. Blast Wave we mentioned. Pretty much all the fire combustion. Ones. The like combustion always felt like it was ridiculous to me. Yeah. And it seems as though even against aberration, I mean. Most of them have tiny backsides, mm -hmm. so they need to do more squats. Oh, man. But they, it, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately rather, it doesn't care whether it actually kills the ally. You're yeah. still doing the damage. So theoretically, you could just try and burn someone out, mm -hmm. but it's not going to, you know, you're probably not going to race werewolves. But I would love to see an actual fire mage do well. Yeah. Like something that 
and we've said this before, something that feels like a fire mage, not something that just happens to be specced fire yeah. or happens to run some something fire. Something that feels like you, you over there, I am going to set you on fire because... Well, you know that's how they came up with flamethrowers, right? I know. <laughs> we had this conversation <laughs> about trench warfare and flamethrowers, and let's not go there because the history nerd in me will come out, and I've already spent six hours today talking about Gutenberg's printing press. So, to wrap it up, yes, um, mage super strong in pretty much all the specs. Even if it doesn't feel like the spec, if you, it's it's a good knit spec. I don't know. I would go a little bit different. I would say it's probably a seven point five out of ten right now. Uh, yeah, maybe an eight, only because I think, as we said before that the format is not very forgiving for that particular deck. Now, for the control ones, because I think yeah. when you say, tell me a mage deck, everyone's first response is slow mage, and then control mage, and then they eventually get around to talking about the other ones, and pretty much never about the aggro ones, and occasionally you'll probably get a Wondervolt in there. But that yeah. does that really count as a mage? I mean, it's mage, but is it really it's mage? mage? But is it mage? Yeah. No, I understand that, but I do think mages are strong. I definitely think they're strong, even if they're not necessary. Like, even if it's a mage and his buddies. You know what? A mage and his buddies can do the work. Real talk. Somebody come up with a wand specialization deck. It's out there. It's got to be out there. It's not out there. That'll no. never happen. No. <laughs> That'll but never anyway. Happen. So, um, those are our thoughts on mages. Let us know what you think about mages. If you have your own special cinnamon roll we or you got a living bomb it. story <laughs> yeah please if you have a living bomb story for the love tell us about the living bomb story but until next time we're gearing up for gen con we hope you guys are and we're excited to see everybody out there to sling some cards in the, in azeroth and i'm wife and i'm husband join us next time for more random thoughts so for all other things Random's Thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random's Thoughts. Or find us on Twitter, at randthoughtpod. That's at R-A-N-D thoughtpod. And please feel free to reach out to us on Gmail at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon.